you so much for listening to the Organize with Faith podcast. Today I have a special treat, Anthony Dunning, interior designer and artist. Yes. Amazing artist. And Anthony and I have, we've done some stuff together. Absolutely. (laughs) Quite a bit, actually. Yeah. (laughs) I'm only laughing because he's seen all my colors in my, my work. I almost had a breakdown on a budget <laughs> and he handled it beautifully, flawlessly yes. and professionally while I was acting like a hooligan, but we made it through. The project was beautiful. Amazing. It turned out so well. Yeah. It was a closet. And so we both learned a lot and it was great. But anyway, today I, we were just chatting about how I had moved into my apartment and we were talking a, a little bit about design but also just about the stress of it all. And I was asking Anthony about like, how do you care for yourself in your space? How do you design a space that, I don't know, evokes peace and, and abundance and relaxation? Like how do you create that space as a designer, but how can someone do it without a designer? Is it possible to achieve? Absolutely. Um, Whenever I'm starting a new project, the most important thing for me is figuring out what gets the client client going, what kind of things uh, motivate them and what kind of environments they like. So a lot of the times I'll ask them to send me pictures of like their favorite vacation spot or their favorite restaurant or hotel that they stayed in just so I can get a sense of um, how they would thrive in terms of... um, feeling elevated by your space. Mm-hmm. So that's always the the first step whenever I'm um, going into a new environment and trying to get the clients open up and let me know like what they like. What they like, yes. Well my thing is is why is it that do you think people always know what they like? No. I think that right? people have an I think that people often have ideas in their mind, but as you listen to them and you start to understand like their lifestyle you know, I can zero in and say, oh, they really need this, but they're asking for this, which doesn't really fit their aesthetic or how they want to live. Right. Okay. Because I think that I find that even with organization is sometimes people will have me come in and they'll know what they want it to feel like, but they don't actually know what it is that they need. So, and and I, the same when I was decorating my apartment, mm-hmm. it's like, it just kind of came to life, but I didn't really know what I wanted. So how do you, is it, is it by looking at magazines? Is it by looking like your favorite hotel, your favorite restaurant? Is that how you start to put the pieces together of what it is that you're looking for, what you like? So absolutely. One of my, um, like my main design philosophies is giving your design room to grow. So I don't want to know every single detail at the beginning. That's not how you build a room because then it's not organic. I know designers that, you know, do these vision boards. They put every single aspect of the room on the board. And then that's pretty much what it elevates towards, like some commercial, like amalgamation of things that don't really represent who you are. Yes. Yes. So for me, it's very important to start somewhere and allow it to build. Like as you're shopping and sourcing, you come across things and that's what really elevates a space. I'm going to have to steal that. Give it room to grow. (laughs) Give your design room to grow. It's literally on my website. It's like my my philosophy. Yeah, because it's true. People want this outcome instantaneously. That's not They want a perfect house right away. 
Mm-hmm. I was just telling Anthony, I was sleeping on the floor. I moved into my apartment in February. <laughs> <laughs> I slept on the floor until July. Until I had a nightmare that something jumped on me in my sleep. Listen. <laughs> and I ran out into the lobby in my pajamas looking crazy with my scarf on. Telling the doorman there was a ghost in the building. What were you going through, Faith? <laughs> I would have paid to see that. I was mad. No oh way. I had a breakdown. Because, oh my God. Because, you know, I get that room to grow moment. Because you want... I'm that way. I want things to be a reflection of me. I don't just want something that looks like everybody else. Or, and I don't even, in my organization, I don't necessarily even want that for my clients as I'm putting their closets together and everything like that. I want to be mindful, but sometimes it does. It just takes time. Sure. And, uh, and you really have to pace yourself. But where are places that people can look? So, so when I'm sourcing, I like to go out of the box. So I'm looking everywhere. I'm looking on, you know, Craigslist, which is a very huge resource because oftentimes people are, um, getting rid of their lives, you know, and you can find really great stuff that way. Flea markets are another amazing place to look. So there's a really popular flea in Chelsea on the weekends. Um, it's blank in my mind, like exactly where it is, Uh but there's also a lot of, uh, good places in Brooklyn. Like if you just do a Google search and just kind of look through Yelp and there's so many resources to like kind of understand what different places are offering um and then also i think it's i think it just is all about kind of discovering what is available so there there i mean you might find stuff at the goodwill which is another great place yeah or even housing works housing works always has great sometimes i get a little irritated with them because of their auctions yeah like you go in yeah and then and then i kind of feel like they have their little people in the cut who (laughs) get all the you know what i mean (laughs) but i mean that's part of the chase like if you want it you got to really really do the work to get it so that way and then you know etsy's a great resource Ah, um a lot of um nice artisans on there doing different stuff that uh is very interesting and one of a kind instead of like mass produced but also mixing in some of the commercial stuff like you can go to home goods and find amazing um pieces for your house Mm -hmm. they work with a lot of but even some larger furniture because they work with artisans from all over they actually have buyers that go to bali and go to china and Ah. different places and they bring back this really cool stuff yeah yeah, so even though they might have mass produced quite a few of them like i've never really seen like 20 of anything yeah so that is that's important very true okay um what about your home space my home space usually goes through a transformation each year it's really? so crazy. But I've it's, been. It's beautiful. <laughs> but now has it changed since the last time I was there? Completely different. So yeah. <laughs> I took a trip to the Metropolitan uh, Museum, which is I one was of my just favorite there. places. Amazing, right? Amazing. So if you go into like the Victorian section where they have all the homes and all the like spaces and stuff, uh-huh. they have a lot of like cool, heavy upholstery yeah. and, you know, the beds with the huge canopies yeah, and yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So that was kind of like my flow this year, but a little more earthy. Okay. So I built this whole like ceiling canopy around my bed 
And okay. I got a new sofa settee, and then I got this really cool, like, structural chair. And I just kind of, like, just flipped the whole vibe. So my space, since I spend so much money on it, we all do. We spend yeah. a lot of money on where we live. So I feel like your space should serve you. Like, you can't just be giving all your resources to the space and it's not giving anything back. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I so, when I go home at night, I want to feel like I'm transformed or I'm somewhere else. Yeah. So, you know, I li- I'll light my candles, which I really like candles because they yeah. just, they give you, like, a certain type of warmth. energy. Warmth yeah. and just, like, a cool uh, relaxation vibe. So, I'll go in there I'll shut the door and it's like I just escaped to somewhere else. Mm. You know, often I'll play some of my favorite music. Yeah. I just sit there and just meditate, you know, or wow. write in my journal. Okay. And I find that that really not only relaxes me, but it allows me to kind of release everything from the day. Decompress. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important for for us as individuals, especially us living in New York City, because it's such a fast pace mm-hmm. and there's so many stresses mm-hmm. in everyday life. It's very important for us to find a way to escape and like just release on mm-hmm. a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do you? How do you feel about electronics in a bedroom? A lot of us don't have a choice, you yeah. know. Some people are living in studios, you know. Right, right. A lot of time, the bedroom is where you are when you get off of work. So if you want to catch up with the news or if you want to watch your favorite show, right, it's just kind of about that function and that comfort. Okay. So if you have the luxury of like having your um, electronics in a separate space, like a living room or something, mm-hmm. by all means. For me, it works well to have my TV and my radio there just because oftentimes I'm just playing like, I'll put on like a screensaver that really... Yeah, did like, you put on like the fire one? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the fireplace or, yeah. you know, they have these like rain screensaver, like all yeah. kinds of stuff yeah, on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'll just put it on, turn the lights down and just... Zen out. Zen out. And I'm also a crazy Christmas fanatic, so. Which I know we've actually we we thought about launching a Christmas tree decorating business. <laughs> we didn't get to it. One day we will. Absolutely. I think we should design ornaments. Yes. <laughs> and I think we should do a Christmas special at some point. We <laughs> need to do a Christmas podcast. We're still. <laughs> uh, yeah, he really loves Christmas. See, I Thanksgiving is my holiday. Yeah. You know this. That's that is my holiday. Christmas, I don't even want to... You know these ornaments hanging on my mobile are Christmas ornaments. Oh, nice. Yeah, but they're not very Christmassy, so I could get away with it. Well, honestly, Christmas can be whatever you want it to be. Like, it's not all about just the commercial ideas of green and red. Right. I love an unconventional tree that might be African, or it might be Indonesian, or it might be Barbie, or whatever you you would want for the year. Right. I always wanted to do a Candyland Christmas tree with lollipops. You should do that this year. Wouldn't that be great? We'll be It'd be cute space. in this apartment, right? Absolutely. Um, so here's the thing. Okay, so if you're saying I like to relax with candles, I'm a big flower person. Yeah. I have to have flowers in my apartment. They like bring in a certain type of femininity that plants don't. Yes. They just don't cut for me. Mm-hmm. I have plants, but flowers for some reason do. And then I let the petals dry out and I put them in my bathtub. All right. Isn't that smart? Hey. <laughs> it's just resource. resourceful. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm all about. And then um, one of the things I struggled with as an organizer is perfectionist. Sure. Okay. So, and I hear this a lot. People obsess over, well, if it can't be perfect, then I don't even want to deal with it. 
when you design, are you aiming for perfection or are you aiming for, um, you know what I mean? Or yeah. is that compromised? You know what I mean? Is it, does it end up just being a home that's comfortable? How do you balance wanting it to be like this architectural digest home, mm -hmm. but also being livable if that's possible? So the most important thing as a designer for me is creating that iconic design that is perfection, but giving it in a way that it can be sustained. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will right. build a room and it's too shiny. You feel like you can't touch or yeah, sit anywhere, you live in it. but it's very important to give them something that is amazing, but also can be sustained. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that comes into like, you know, your realm of organization, mm -hmm. everything having a place, mm -hmm. you know, so that you can put things back easily. But Designers don't always think about that. But they should. Yeah. They really should. And it's important to me to train my clients to live differently. Because okay. when you're investing the money in a designer, I always tell them, now you have to learn how to live in this space. Yeah. You don't want to go back to what you were doing because what you were doing wasn't working for yeah, you. Yeah, that's like so, pouring new wine in an old wine skin. Absolutely. Right. So it's like, learn how to live in this new space. And most of my clients, they have no problem because they see this new shiny environment and they want to maintain it yeah. because of the way it makes them feel. How do you maintain it? How, When you say, I teach them how to learn how to live in the environment, how do you do that? What are the, like, what are the top four or five things that, that kind of help you adapt to a new designed space? So number one is really focusing on putting things back where they were yes. originally. That's the number one thing. <laughs> Like, put it back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then the second part is making sure that you are um, you are cleaning and taking care of each surface weekly. Right. Okay. So I always tell people, keep what you can care for. Yes. If it's too much for you to care for, you have you have too much. You got to get rid of stuff. Absolutely. Only keep what you actually can maintain and, and care for. Absolutely. I think weekly cleanups are perfect. Okay. Now, Very important. Yeah. So the third thing I would say is... So like you basically what you said, selecting the things that will force you to want to be involved with them on a weekly basis. Yeah. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like main rotating your candles, making sure you're um, taking care of your plants. Yeah. Oh, that's a good thing. I never thought about that. Mm -hmm. Bringing in new flowers, all that stuff that helps will... energize a room. Absolutely. Anthony. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 these are non-negotiables for me. Okay. Those are the things that give your apartment energy and life. Yeah. Plant life. I, I never do a space without some green and, so, and like some fresh flowers. Yeah. They may not have fresh flowers every week, but it's, it, because the space is so elevated, I think people want to, yeah. they want to remember that feeling. So yeah. they're more inclined to, to grab some flowers on the way home. Yeah. Or, they're at the know. grocery store. That's my thing is like, I was telling my friend. The apartments that I've admired in my work that I've been to have all had fresh flowers. Mm -hmm. And what I've realized is there's something so luxurious about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, I could get some sunflowers for $10. You know, when I'm going to the grocery store, that's fine. It's easy. And I just put it in my budget and that's like something I cannot live without. 
Yeah, like I tell my clients, they're like, I sometimes you know you get that back and forth with the client. They're like, it's so expensive, and I'm like, how many times do you drink? At, go yeah, out and drink each true. week. It's true. You know, true. you know what I mean. It's so I'm true. like, this that's a drink. That's yeah. one cocktail. I went last night and got some pasta and a glass of wine. It cost <laughs> me forty dollars. I said, well, hell. Exactly. <laughs> you could have gone to the grocery store, made the pasta, and had that little surplus to get you some flowers. <laughs> You know, I cook. I ne- I rarely go out. Sure. But I had worked 12 hours. It was raining and cold, and all I wanted was, like, a big old hot pasta bowl, and I didn't want to make it. But because I don't go out that often, I forget sure. how expensive it is. It's crazy, depending on where you go. Yeah. Like, I have my little safety spots that I know I have this little fixed amount. Yeah. You know, the drinks are cheaper, do. and I can go without feeling like I just... Spent yeah. my whole check. Yeah. <laughs> good God Almighty. Yeah. So okay. So wait. I I want more because these okay. these are jewels. So right now we're at kind of keep what you can care for. Yes. Um, put things back put where they're supposed to go. Back where they're supposed to go. For God's sakes, that's huge. And then rotation things that require attention, like yes. plants and flowers and candles and switching those things out to energize a room. Okay. What else? And another thing that I, I always encourage people to do is have company. Oh, my God! So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm only laughing because that is so true. That is so true. Yes. I say that Invite people over. If you invite people, I don't mean to laugh because it's so real. It's the truth. My apartment stays on point half of the time. Because I constantly have people over. Mm-hmm. And even now in a studio, I don't have as many people over. But maybe twice a week. Sure. I have. I have girls coming over on Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, I have you here today. Usually twice a week, I have a handful. My neighbors will pop by. Mm-hmm. And so, like today, before you came, I vacuumed. Oh, nice. Would I have vacuumed if you weren't here? Probably no. not. I even windexed the bathroom windows. <laughs> You know, I mean, the mirror. <laughs> Got all your floss bits <laughs> off the mirror and stuff. <laughs> oh, God. You know, like yeah. I lifted up the toilet seat. Like, yeah. those are things I did this morning because I had company coming over. It's I accountability. Tr- it is so real. It is yeah. accountability. And I agree a thousand percent. And every time before my friend uh, stayed with me, was it this week? What's today? Tuesday? Mm-hmm. So, no, so she stayed with me uh, this past weekend. Okay. And it was the same thing. Like, I had to do the whole house head to toe, and I always look through my cabinets because everybody looks through my cabinets. Because you're an organizer. Yeah, it drives me crazy. <laughs> and so, like, I did that. But company really does hold you accountable. It does. On a whole different level. It does. And that, and you don't want to wait until the company comes. With me, my house is always pretty, you know, up to par, so sure. it's not that difficult. Mm-hmm. But you do want to always kind of anticipate people dropping by. Absolutely. You know, I've never articulated that on this podcast, I don't think, but that is a real thing. It's real life. It's real life. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you. So hosting will really keep you accountable. Keep you accountable. Okay, you have one more. And then tip. the last thing is, I mean, it's it's kind of going back to the organization bit, but it is not accumulating too much stuff. So if you're you're bringing something in, oftentimes I say, you know, think about what you can switch out seasonally or yeah, get rid of because right. Most of the problems that people encounter are because their places are too overstuffed. Yeah, it's and we're consumed with so much. And we have stuff that we don't we haven't seen in months. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's like, find a way to curate and make sure that you keep the balance. Well, that's why I also think holidays are great. Yeah. Uh, because it allows you an opportunity to just get something new for your space. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I have this challenge. Now that my apartment is done, when I put those two lamps on that side table, aren't they great? They're amazing. Okay. I literally, my heart fluttered. And I said, I'm done. But now I have an itch to sh- But then I thought like, okay, what am I going to do with myself? And now I have an itch to shop. Sure. Luckily, I have a client that I can shop for. But like... How do you, as a designer, when you pass things that are like, oh my God, that would be so great in my space, what do you do? I I, I can make a change easily. Like, I'm not married to anything, really. Okay. Like, I have a lot of stuff to, that I love, but I come across so much amazing stuff Yeah. that even when I have my favorite things, sometimes they lose their excitement. Yeah. So it's exciting to know that you can bring something else that fuels you now. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. that replacing thing. So it's keeping the space alive yearly yeah. and making sure that it's growing constantly. Yeah. You know what I'm and saying? Evolving it's never done. Evolve. Right, yeah. right, right. It's never done. You might have your staple pieces, but being able to get new pillows and linens is a huge yeah. thing. Being able to change your rug every mm-hmm. once in a while. Towels. Towels. Um, okay. lamps, you know, yeah. it's all easy. You okay. know what I mean? So very important to, to do that. And so to really think of some things as being replaceable, like yeah. being able to replace them. Everything is, it's about, it's ultimately about you. You are the only real constant in your environment. So it's mm. like, what's next? You know, what's going to feel me? Anthony. Hey. So that's huge. That's that's very huge. But once you start to think about it like that, it takes the pressure off of feeling like you can't make a move. Like yeah. anything can be changed at any point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. You have the power to do it. So you need a TED talk. This but is listen. some heavy stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. This just really gave me everything <clears throat> I needed. Yeah. Cause that's I tell people a lot of times they're not attached to things, they're attached to the idea of it being permanent, like themselves being permanent and what they loved at one point that they have to always love. Right. We impose these limits on ourselves. On ourselves and on our space. Absolutely. And then we end up suffocating ourselves in a place that's supposed to, like you said, uh, you're investing so much in it, it should be also doing the same for you. Right. I mean, you, it's, it's just like replacing your clothing yeah you don't keep i mean you might have the staples that you keep but you don't keep wearing the same thing every year you don't wear the same gown to the the gala you know you don't wear the same chris ugly christmas sweat every year you know what i mean so it's like give yourself an opportunity to to dream and like have fantasy about what it can be yes that's so true and just being able to let go let go and don't because Mm. when it comes to your space there's no real wrong answer Okay. It's all about what works for you. Yeah. Now there are some principles, but you got to know when to to not follow the to principles. To break the rules. And to do what fits your space because also we all live in different configurations. Right. So what might work well for me might not work well for you. Right, right. You know, right. So or and or what worked in your old apartment may not work in your new apartment. Absolutely. Or what worked when it was just you and your husband may not work now that it, you, your husband, and a baby. Absolutely. Like, it is true. Mm-hmm. Life circumstances kind of force you to crack open and evolve. Right. And the resistance in that is what ends up, I think, being the ultimate demise. Is It's like you don't want to 
let go and just go with the flow of how your life is directing you. Absolutely. I can't tell you. Well, you've been in a closet that I've been in. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to yeah. say, you can't imagine, but you can yes. imagine. Yes, yes. Anthony and I did a project. Anthony, you know. <laughs> and we had what? How many How many hours did we have to get this done? <laughs> First of all. We didn't all, even have a day. No. First of all, <laughs> I can't even get it together. Pim, the handyman, and <laughs> sorry. Lord and mercy. Anthony were enveloping the space. They had to paint. There, we had we had two we had two days, but technically a full twenty four hours to gut a, a walk-in, not a walk-in closet, a room that was configured like a junior-sized room that was configured into a closet mm-hmm. that her ex. Uh, partner made for her mm-hmm. all wood and everything yes but that was cluttered to a point where i wish i could show you guys the video but that was cluttered to the point you couldn't see the floor you couldn't see the floor and it was stacked like or the window three feet high yeah yeah stuff everywhere everywhere so and i couldn't see it so you got to see it yeah and and, and pam and my assistants and everyone but i had to wait till the end mm-hmm. we had to then Strip everything. Take it all out. All those build-ins. There were a ton of build-ins. But tell me, why didn't the build-ins that she had, why didn't they work? Why did we have to get new build-ins? Number one is, you know, when you're dealing with... um, Everybody's dealing with limited space. Most people. Like, if you live out in the suburbs, you know, like Midwest or somewhere, or if you're like filthy, crazy rich and you have crazy square footage, everybody's trying to make every inch work. So the built-ins were way too heavy. Okay. What she really needed was an open closet system that would give her air throughout the space. Okay. So oftentimes, um, it's like you said trying to bring old things that worked in another space into a new space. Right. We we couldn't do that with the new, you know, the way we were reimagining the space. So okay. it was very important to neutralize them. They were this blonde wood, like yeah. maybe like 10 or 12 years ago, Ikea. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my, I was, that was the most important thing for me, getting rid of those. Okay. So that's, yeah, one of the things that's important is if you're in a space that's overwhelming is to, to basically gut it mm-hmm. well if if getting rid of whatever doesn't work yeah. because some you know if you can salvage things i always try to do that but since it's a closet the closet system is the main event right so right. if we have to now um bring it into you know 2018 right then quite often you have to just get rid of what you've already done it just right. wasn't working for her as we saw yeah there's stuff really everywhere wasn't. so yeah. it wasn't even like working for her in, in terms of organizational purposes yeah and also i think a part of it too was that her and her partner were no longer together exactly. and so every time she walked in there she would think about this man uh and that i think kind of made her have this almost rebellious you know, aggression sure. towards her space. Mm-hmm. And so having her in walk into a new space that she created or we created for her mm-hmm. uh, and have her go through all of that stuff. She had something like, I'm not even kidding, like a hundred plus bras and, and shoes and, and shoes. The shoes, it was crazy. A hundred plus pairs of yeah, shoes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Whoa. It was a lot, a lot of stuff. And so to have her go through that. So while Anthony was gutting it out, I was decluttering with her. We had to have the salvation come with like a pickup truck. There was yeah. so much stuff. Um, 
and over 40 bags of stuff yeah, it right was, yeah, it was, yeah it was bananas yeah. and that wasn't even the end of it she still had like a lot to go but a lot of times when we do go into closets it's so much stuff and so you're right it's like you got and I know and I know no matter how much if you love clothes no matter who you are what you do you grow out of your stuff Absolutely. you mentally and emotionally grow out of stuff mm -hmm. I mean, she. There were literally things in there that she hadn't seen in years. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. I guarantee. Yeah. Some of those shoes, some of those shirts and stuff. She hadn't worn yeah. that stuff in the last five, six years. Yeah. So that's when you know, like, yeah. it's time to part with some of this stuff. You know, because right. it's not serving you. It's and not. I'm sure it's stressful to have to climb over all that and anxiety. dig through all of it. Well, and then you you have an identity crisis every time you go to get dressed Absolutely. because well I was going through this when I moved here I told myself I'm not going to buy clothes for a year okay 2018 I am not buying a shirt a pair of pants and nothing because I got to a place where I feel myself shifting and changing and evolving mm -hmm. and. Um, and I didn't want to just shop out of habit and I didn't want to shop carelessly. I sure. wanted to take the time to figure out what it is that I want. We talked about this, yes. you know, this a while mm -hmm. ago, like last Christmas or something. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to give myself this space to figure out what it is that I want and how I want to present myself. Absolutely. And the clothes that I loved for years. Mm-hmm dinner parties and you know ballets and everything that i wore i look at and it just did not seem to the pieces didn't fit sure. with who i am today and, and who i was that makes sense and that's a tough decision to come to is like okay i gotta you know i gotta let this stuff go sure you feel like you're letting go of a part of yourself but it's also exciting the it possibility. Is. It is. So, you know, I always I always push towards the positive. Right. Like I don't like to have like the negative terms. Right. So if even like if I'm I don't like something that a client is saying, you know, like that suggesting, like, yeah. I always I never disregard what they have to say without having, you know, a solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's like focusing on the possibility of what you will become right. where you're going. Mm -hmm. Because we aren't the same. Like we're always evolving. Now, what about people who lack imagination? I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a real yeah. thing. A lot of people struggle with, well, I'm not a designer or I'm not an organizer. This isn't my gift. What about those people who have a challenging time imagining their space differently, imagining their wardrobe differently? Uh, how do you... And they and they don't have you there. What what goes what happens? So I mean it's important first of all to have somebody like you there or me there to guide sure. you, but what if you can't? Well, I think it's it's different to ask a person to just um, create the image in their mind mm -hmm. versus showing them something that's okay. similar. Yep, yep. So people regardless, people human beings are visual. Right. We see things and we react to them in a certain way. Right. So I work a lot with giving examples, showing examples of what I'm trying to communicate instead of me mm -hmm. explaining it verbally. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can discuss it verbally, but it's much easier for me to show than to try to explain. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times people's ears close when they don't understand something, Yeah, you know, and they might be nodding right in front of you. They might be listening, but they're not hearing you or they're hearing right. you, but they're not really listening yeah, to yeah, what yeah. you're trying to say. Right, right. So to bring down the nervousness and the um, the anxiety of it all, mm -hmm. I just try to meet them halfway or try to figure out what 
what the thing what that thing is that they are passionate about that they really understand well mm -hmm. because i'm a really flexible like learner and communicator so i can i can do a little research on something and f figure out how it relates to me mm -hmm. so i'm really good at trying to do that for other people mm -hmm. and you have to like we're in people's personal spaces so mm -hmm. we have to find a way to to um engage and communicate with them in an effective way so that we are effective mm -hmm. um so Vis like people are visual regardless of if they don't have an imagination. Right. Okay. So showing them an example of something. So it's really about tagging what you like as you see things. Absolutely. Okay. And then and then creating space so that you can usher in those new things. Cuz I've found that even if you just make the space, it will something will fill it. Absolutely. Just you have to make a move. Like think think about you know, it could be like a lot of times I start with paint color. Okay. And it can be derived from maybe a... That's how I started with my apartment. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it might be like a an inspiration from like a favorite pillow you have. You just pull the color from there. Right. You know, and then that kind of influences the rest of the space. So when it comes to inspiration, it can be something as small as like your favorite figurine or huh. your favorite blanket or rug that you saw. Yeah. And you can build off of that instead of feeling like you just have to have all of these ideas out of the blue. Okay. It's building off of something, a foundation. And the foundation can be very simple. Like I said, a pillow, rug, a favorite dress that you might have in your closet. Okay. I love to go to people's closets and and, look and pull see. inspiration from there. Oh, I love that. Okay. Now, how do you uh, inspire yourself? Because first of all, you're an artist. So one yes. of the things, what made you start providing art for your clients? Well, like, you know what I mean? What made you say, okay, I'm going to start painting. He does these beautiful, is it oil? Uh, yeah, acrylic. acrylic. acrylic um, abstracts. Yeah. yeah. They're okay. gorgeous. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> really? And, um, and he does them himself with two assistants. Sometimes if they're mm -hmm. huge. Yeah. Um, uh, most often I do, most often I work alone, but sometimes I, Depending on it, what the client's vibe is, I have friends who also do artwork. Yeah. So if I feel like a client is more into like figures, yeah, I will pull in another artist. I love to she, collaborate, yeah, you know, right, right. because so much of art is about collaboration mm -hmm. and not feeling like you have to impose your own ideas on everything. Right, it's just right. being a part of it. Different points of view. Absolutely. So um, I started doing the artwork kind of out of necessity because... I couldn't find what I wanted. Yeah. Like people search for art for years. Yeah. You know, but I had all these visions and like ideas in my mind. So one day um, I owned uh, two consignment stores. So one day I was just like, I'm going to just create some art. And I just began to kind of um, manifest the images in my mind. And then it just kind of started to grow. Wow. And then I love large scale. So if you see a lot of my paintings, they're, they're mostly like huge large scale. Beautiful. But the, this type of art really elevates like the whole psyche, you know? It's like going to the museum and seeing a Jackson Pollock and mm -hmm. feeling like, oh, I can never have that or yeah. afford it, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. But I'm able to I'm deliver that dream to the client. Yeah. Like these, everybody loves art, yes, you know? Yeah. Everybody can have a reaction to it. Uh -huh. And you having know? original is quite something. That's the biggest thing. Right. Like having something that nobody else has uh. and was created specifically for your space, it just brings a whole new energy. Yeah. You know, it's 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 like 
you're not taking a piece that somebody did and making it fit into your space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've had something that the size is perfect for your space, the colors, the way the light hits the room, it all works framed? organically. Do you get Sometimes framed? I do. Okay. Most often I don't, but it depends on the client's aesthetic. Sometimes if it's a more tailored space, I'll put a frame on it. Yeah. But most often people prefer them to just be the canvas. The canvas and the edge so they can just yeah. see it and it's less weight. Right, in many right, ways, right. It's so. not so heavy. Yeah. I mean, wow, they really are remarkable. Mm -hmm. We did. Yeah, we have done a couple projects together. Yeah, we've done quite a bit. And under very stressful circumstances. I'm always working <laughs> under crazy timelines, but it's it's pushed me as an artist and a creator to still curate like I don't compromise the right. project he does not I he don't compromise not. you know what I'm saying I'll be like Anthony go home <laughs> he'll be there I'll be you guys I'm letting you know right now I have a bedtime so I'll be like alright good night fellas and he'll be there at the crack of dawn and then by the end <laughs> by the end I'm tore up but <laughs> but the space is beautiful right And the, but the beautiful thing about being an artist is I I work and live on my own terms. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to, to sacrifice in that, that way sometimes. Right, right, because right. I can take the time that I need to just be, to organically exist. Right, and right. there's something about that. That's yeah. what allows me to keep my creativity flowing. Right. I, I make sure that I'm, um, even if I'm having a compromise now, I get a little more time in the, in the end, yeah, you know, yeah, and that's, yeah. it's okay. Right. There's nothing wrong with it. I, there's this, um, there's this choral song that has a line in it called the artist never wearies. He labors night and day. Yeah. And that's literally like my mantra. Yeah. It's huh. that passion. Like I can't go to sleep sometimes. Right. Like I can't stop it. You know, yeah. because I won't yeah, sleep. No, I don't know, but yeah. Well, I'll leave and I, I will not be able to right. sleep. Until I need to get finished. it out. You got to get it out. I get so that. that's, those are the magical moments. Like you just can't stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get that. Well, you know, there's, um, there's this, uh, Indian native American, like, um, kind of saying or, or something like that in the Athabascan culture. They say that. Like, once you start something, your spirit is kind of entwined in it. Yes. And you don't get that part of your spirit back until you finish it. That's why it's so important to finish what you start. So if you kind of embark on this journey of decluttering your home or, you know, or designing it or mm -hmm. decorating it or, you know, you wanted to maybe do a cabinet or whatever the case is, it's important to finish it because a part of yourself is in that thing. Absolutely. And until you complete it, you almost don't get yourself a part of yourself back it's and true. that is real because even with this apartment no matter if I didn't finish it I'd always feel like a part of myself was there mm -hmm. waiting for it to be finished sure. so no matter what the projects were that I wanted to do or I always had this thing in the back of my mind like you need to finish your part and every time I come home I'd feel it mm -hmm. and then the moment I put those lamps down I was like oh my god I'm done yeah. and I felt like I can pursue I felt like I could pursue something else yeah I mean all so all of that. art is like that yeah. like a painting I know when it's done yeah once I that when that last stroke happens I just inherently yeah. feel it you that it's feel finished. it. You feel it. So, yeah. It's really cool. Oh my God. <laughs> ah, he's amazing. He's amazing. Now that I think about it, I have somebody for you because she needs art in her mm -hmm. space. I like the thing about art too is that it doesn't have to just be a painting. It mm. could be a tapestry. It could be a rug. Uh, it could be a photograph that was printed, yeah. a print, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything. A, a fan, um, 
I love those juju hats that you yeah, know from Africa. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Those are great. It Plates, right? You know, right, China. Right. So uh, art, and that's something I think people too is displaying the things that you already have that you love. Absolutely. So like my ornaments, I and those are all broken necklaces. Oh, nice. Uh huh. Oh, okay. In my hair, because I didn't want to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh God, what am I gonna do? I can't hoard them. So I ended up stringing them and dangling them. But it's a moment and it's specific to you. Yeah. So it makes it, it very makes it something. exciting. Right. I tell people they feel like, well, I need to buy something brand new. And it's like, you may already have what you need. Exactly. Uh, okay, Anthony. Well, we've been chit-chatting for a while here. Yes. Thank you <laughs> so much. Anytime. I really enjoy myself. I really enjoyed having you because you really spoke everything that I think but couldn't articulate. Hey, we're connected. We're connected. <laughs> that is so great. Um, check out Anthony. What's your website? Uh, it's www.tradershaven.com. Design.com. All right. And my ins- yeah. Design.com. Design.com. Okay. And my Instagram is Anthony M. Dunning. Oh. D-U-N-N-I-N-G. You got to go do it. <laughs> it's something else. There's a lot of good stuff on there. There's a lot of good stuff. And you'll see his art. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do you have art to purchase on your website yet? Because um, I told you about this last year. Yeah, you've been on me about I've that. Been, and that's why sometimes I have to take breaks from Anthony. I can't even talk to him because every time I te- text him, I, there was a moment. Do you remember last year I texted you like every day? Yeah, but I loved it. <laughs> I like, we got it. <laughs> Anthony, have you done this? You need Get your life together. <laughs> no, but I, that, you know, as, as um, professionals and entrepreneurs and artists, we have to challenge each other right and also hold each other accountable that's really important to be able to do that feed right. into each other that's um and i think people don't do it enough right but right. there's room for everybody right like i'm not competing with anyone you know right. yeah, like yeah, i'm yeah. just on my own path and i know that we all can work and interchange in a way that is positive for everybody yeah and the work speaks for itself i mean your work does speak for itself it's, i don't even have to it's quite unique qualify myself yeah. anymore and that's right. a gift right. like to just be able to show the the work and people just automatically trust you mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. okay well thank you so much you're welcome all right everybody uh feel free to check out anthony's instagram and his website for his artwork and um if you want something i guess they can just direct message you absolutely or they can email you yeah through the web through through the the website website. there's a portal where you can put in all your requests okay awesome all right thank you guys so much take care bye bye